Hello and welcome to the Jerry Joe Legion Edit Show. Um, it's over maybe about oh, just over an hour after the Leicester City games finished. Um, so I'm going to do six takeaways from the game. Um, things that I noticed that um, I thought played an important part in uh, getting what was what was no doubt a, a great result for Leeds today. One and three, one away to Leicester City. Title challenge in Leicester City, um, so to speak. If Leicester had won today, they could have went second in the league. Um, so it was a great win um, for Leeds, um, but I'm going to have a wee look at the performance and point to a few things that I thought um, were important. So number one, um, I think has to has to go um, to Patrick Bamford, man of the match, no doubt, goal, two assists and a 3-1 win away from, uh, away from home against the top side. Um, probably his, his best performance this season outside of the Aston Villa one where he got the hat-trick. Um, the first goal, um, he took the ball in for Mealing and uh, obviously we had just conceded, you know, so we're sort of thinking maybe the players' or heads are down a wee bit. Bamford played a nice pass into the Stuart Dallas. I have to say, I have to give Dallas loads of credit for that. One thing I love to see in football is a midfielder overlapping the striker and getting into the box. And Dallas done it brilliantly. Bamford found him perfectly and uh, great goal, one each. And... Uh, yeah, I was de- I was delighted with the goal, um, but Bamford obviously got his own goal next, um, which was a fantastic finish, fantastic, fantastic finish. Um, I think one of the things obviously um, we done again, um, which was quite similar to the Newcastle one of the goals against Newcastle in midweek, where we robbed um, Leicester high up the pitch and Bamford had um, had kind of chased chased down a player and was was kind of in a position where he was free. The ball came back. Rafinha played a lovely pass into him. Great ball. And nine times out of ten, the striker's looking to get that ball onto their right foot and go at the defender. And probably, you know, 70, 30, um, it'll go in the defender's favour where they'll just run into trouble and, uh, you know, nothing will come of it. Bamford kind of looked. You could almost see in his body shape. He went to the right and then kind of thought about it and went to the left. Let the ball run across himself, and the finish was, the finish was out of this world. Like there, there was probably about a yard, yard and a half window he could have played that ball into, and he found it perfectly. You know, just to get it in the in the space between, um, Schmeichel's outstretched hand and in under the post at the or the bar. I think it actually clipped the clipped the bar. And uh, then obviously the um, the third goal, um, which you know Bamford finds himself in acres of room. It's um, we're defending a corner, and Bamford um, has played one on one with the goalkeeper from his own half. I think it was Click found him. Dallas played the ball up the wing, I think, and Click, um, I think it was passed it to Bamford, and he ran. Must have been 50, 60 yards, and unselfishly passed it to Harrison, which. The way the game was going, we were two one up, and you were kind of a wee bit panicky. You were you were wondering like, are we going to hold on? Are we going to get the the three points? Points good, you know. We wouldn't be that disappointed, but he played played the he took the the team the team played the team ball so to speak, and uh, played Harrison in, and Harrison finished it, which you know was a simple finish. But um, yeah, Bamford, I think I I'll be honest. Um, the very first thing I would have done this season whenever Leeds got promoted into the Premier League was I would have got rid of Patrick Bamford. Um, his work rate's great, but I always have a problem with a goal scorer, a non-goal scoring striker, you know. And 
he um, he has um, you know to his credit eleven goals and four assists this season, um, which you're starting to get to the stage where he's looking at career numbers now. Um, I was having a look earlier and he had eleven goals for Borough in twenty seventeen and eighteen, and he's only beat it three times, where he had fourteen for MK Dons in 2013-14 17 for Middlesbrough in 2014-15 and then 16 for Leeds last season so he's, he's already like basically 7 goals away from his best ever season in the highest level he's ever played at so you know credit to the man he's come in he, and, and everybody knows he's a worker he's going to put a shift in but a striker needs to be scoring goals and Patrick Bamford has done it this season you know 11 goals I think it's maybe 20, 20 games 19-20 games 1 and 2 it's it's Fantastic! It's a brilliant record, and you know, definitely, as I say, I've I have criticised the man um, a lot. Um, I've no doubt if you look at my Twitter ramblings from over the last year or two, um, there's a lot of there'd be a lot of Bamford bashing, so so to say. But um, but no, brilliant today, absolutely outstanding. Um, my man of the match by by a distance. Um, but yeah, f- fantastic. Um, really good to see that he's doing so well. And uh, he's just he's pre- he's proven me wrong. He's proven everyone wrong, you know. So so good luck to him. And, and you know, obviously as a Legionnaire fan, long may it continue. So moving on, the second point um to make is I thought that today we had a better balance in midfield than we've probably had at any point this season. Um, obviously it was unfortunate in the way it came about. Um, Rodrigo got hurt early. Um, we'll see how we'll see how that um, that transpires. It looked to me like it looked. I'm sure everyone's seen it. Um, it looked like he sort of like stretched out for the ball and and uh, he's he suffered some sort of a groin strain. Whether it's a strain, whether he's pulled something, you know, I don't know. But I don't know how long he's going about for. I'm sure we'll find out probably in the next next couple of days. But it basically left us then where at that point you you have Phillips and you already had Dallas. Now I was looking and thinking. Does Bielsa go with Pablo or does he go with Click? I would have went with Click myself and um, Bielsa did as well. Um, and I thought the balance between them was brilliant. Um, Phillips obviously plays that kind of deeper role. But, you know, as much as like I don't want to criticise Rodrigo, um, but he's obviously like he's, he is not a central midfielder. If anything, he's a 10 or a 9 or he can play wide, you know, he's, but he is not a central midfielder. And, you know, Click as a central midfielder, Dallas is that deep line midfielder, or Phillips, sorry, is a deep midfielder. And uh, Dallas is just, you know, the bunch of energy and just gets everywhere. You know, he's, you sort of look at the look at the goals, obviously. He was overlapping Bamford at the start for the first goal. Um, the one at the end, he's playing, uh, he's playing a pass to uh, up the line for Click, who then played Bamford through. And I'm not 100% sure. I might be giving him credit for something that he didn't do. But I think he might have been the one that nicked the ball in the midfield. I'm not sure exactly. I'm not 100% sure who it was, but I think it might have been Dallas um, that nicked the ball for um, for Bamford's goal. But um, you know, I just thought I just thought the midfield looked really good, really balanced, um, and I was I was really pleased to see that. Um, it'll be interesting, obviously, if Rodrigo's out for a wee while. That'll probably be the midfield for the next wee while. Um, as long as there's no sort of injuries or suspensions, um, worth mentioning. Click got his fifth book on last season. Um, now, as far as I'm aware, the rule is 
um, 19 games, it goes up to 10 bookings. Um, now, I did read something um, during the week that says that the five bookings thing would stop after the Leicester game. So I'm not 100% sure. I think it's 19 and I think he's okay. But um, one of the one of the sites, like I'm obviously reading a lot of like the, the Leeds fan sites and you know different things that comes up, pops up in the news now. And one of them did say that um, the official sort of change was after this weekend's games. So I'm not 100% sure, but um, hopefully hopefully he's um, still there for uh, for Wednesday night against Everton. But no, I just wanted to, to comment on the midfield and I thought just the perfect balance. It did look like our best display in midfield, not even just with, with the ball, but like, you know, we just looked a better shape. We were, we were more solid, more secure. And uh, I thought it was a big, a big positive for us. So the third point, the third player, well, third, a player I wanted to talk about, and I feel like he needs to be needs to be continually talked about is Rafinha. I thought he had another very good game today. Um, over the last two two games, and he's got a goal and two assists. Um, he went off um, injured. You know, I don't know whether it was just he ran out of steam, ran out of legs. I really hope he's fit. Um, I really hope he, he's back and ready to go Wednesday night against Everton. Scored the winner against Everton the last time we played them. Um, he's got three goals and four assists this season. Didn't cost, you know, for a player like that, you know, he, he could have very easily cost a lot more money than he did. Um, I think he's a great player. I think you have to remember that he's, you know, he's a young South American, come over to Europe, um, played a bit in France, and then he's moved to England. You know, it's it's not easy, you know, and it's hard for these players to settle in. And I think that as, as time goes over the next year, as he gets older, more experience, settles into the team, settles into England more, I think he's only going to improve. And, like, while, um, while my, my football shirt wearing days are, are over, if I, was, um, if I was going to be going and, and buying a Leeds top, it would, be, it would be Rafinha's name I would have on it. I think he's a great player. Um, he's a kind of, just a kind of, he's just that natural, like he's got a wee bit of flair about him, but he's also, you know, willing to, to do the work as well, you know, he'll go up and down, which obviously BLC, you have to, you have to do that, but no, I, I do, I think he's, he's the one that, um, when the fans are, when the fans are allowed back in, he's the kind of guy you would, you would be paying your money to watch, you know, he's, he's got the talent and, uh, I just think he's a he's a very very good footballer. Somebody hopefully he'll be a, hopefully a bit leads for a long time to come. So moving on then um, number four um, I wanted to talk about defensive solidity. Um, just looking at the numbers, obviously Ealing, Struik, Cooper, and Alioski were the back four and and uh, Mille behind them. Um, the, the, I thought they were great. I thought they were great today. I, I'll give Ealing a wee bit of criticism for um, for Leicester's goal. It looked to me like he was more tracking the run than necessarily trying to stop the player. Um, Barnes obviously, like you could kind of see him slowing down as Barnes goes to make the pass, and he just kind of switches off a second, which gives Barnes a yard, and he just wasn't tight enough. He wasn't close enough to him to actually stop him. Um, where it was like he, he was kind of like just basically right if I you know I'm close enough to him here I can kind of mark him if I need to but 
you know, the player was quick and got the shot off. It was it was very much a championship goal from from you know what's a what's now a Premier League team. Um, it was uh, at that level, you know, the players are that wee bit quicker. They're able to react faster, and I just thought he was caught out a wee bit, but. He bounced back. He bounced back well. It's good to see him back playing right back. I think that's obviously by a mile his best position. Although, you know, don't get me wrong, he's had some good games at centre-back. Some games I thought he was brilliant and, and really enjoyed watching him at centre-back, especially whenever he he, um, he went a bit uh, went a bit Beckenbauer and everybody and was spraying the ball out from, from centre-back. But um, no, he done well. And just sort of from a statistical point of view, he had seven tackles, three clearances and one block in the game, which, you know, it's a good shift. Um, was looking through all the, the defenders like um, Strait had two tackles, four interceptions, five clearances and one block. Cooper three tackles, six interceptions, one clearance and four blocks. And Alioski five tackles, two interceptions and three clearances. Um, Strait centre back. The guy's a centre back. Do I don't honestly don't know why we're messing about with him and trying to put him in midfield. Get him in playing centre back, and you know. He's never let us down. The, the only times he has let us down a wee bit, maybe, was whenever he's played in midfield. And, you know, I just don't think he is a midfielder. And the sooner the sooner he gets, you know, a steady run of games at centre-back, which obviously with the, the situation with the other centre-backs, you know, is probably going to get a run now. So don't think he's going to let us down. Um, Melee, eight saves. Um, a special mention... Though for Liam Cooper, um, the captain, thought he was thought he was outstanding today. Uh, I've I've always kind of made my point that for me, Cooper is kind of one of those guys who was brilliant to get us here, but I don't know that he's going to necessarily be the guy to keep us up or to you know to keep us moving forward. But and I still I still don't you know I think at the at the Premier League level, um, there's some things that you need to be able to do that he maybe can't do. But I thought today he was brilliant. You know, he, he is that kind of defender whenever you're up against a good side and, you know, it's sort of backs to the wall job. He's exactly the kind of guy you want in your team. And uh, no, I thought he was thought he was very good today. Um, conceding one goal, obviously, against Leicester, a team that scored four against the St. Ellen Road. Um, you know, the captain was the captain was good today. He played very well. And uh, some very important blocks, especially. The one thing I wanted to mention... Um, my fifth point, and it's not really a Leeds point, um, which you know, I don't want to not be um gushing in my praise of Leeds, but I do think that it needs to be mentioned that a big difference between the two games, between the game at Elland Road and the game today at the the King Power Stadium was Jamie Vardy being missing for Leicester. Um, Vardy's he's one of them kind of marmite characters where, you know, he's. He's a very good footballer, but at the same time, he's he's a bit of a chub look. Um, but I thought he, I thought the difference was 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 massive. Um, the game at the game at Elland Road. Um, but I think he scored one, and he's definitely set up at least one. Um, he set up the one where I think it was Cock made the mistake, and he he caught in and, and done a bit of a Bamford pass there to Harrison the day, done it to Harvey Barnes to open the score in that day. Um, but I thought basically one thing I noticed in the game was Leeds were able to meet Leicester very high. Um, obviously Leeds are all about pressing. And I says at the time whenever we played them at Elland Road, I thought that Leicester could be Leeds kryptonite because you know it's all very well playing high and meeting a team you know up there, but straight away once you're doing that against Jamie Vardy and Leicester. 
they're just going to play balls down the sides, over the top, and let Fardy chase them all day. And with all due respect to our defenders, Fardy's going to beat any of them in a foot race. And uh, and beat them he did. And, uh, you know, he was fantastic that day. But basically today, we were meeting them high. And you then have guys like James Madison and, and Tillmans and, and Harvey Barnes, although he scored. But, like, they're starting their runs from far deeper. Like, you could even see that on Barnes' goal, where he was, you know, he's like, deep sort of he's in our half but he's, he's a good bet out and not necessarily dangerous um but he runs maybe 20 yards lays the pass off and then takes it back again you know so he get he worked his way into a dangerous position where because we were able to meet them high and they weren't able to, to play the ball up above us you have their danger men in non-dangerous areas and i thought that worked brilliantly for us um obviously they made a wee bit of a tinker at half time and it did cause us a few problems for 10 or 15 minutes um, where they went with the three at the back, which then they had the three at the back, four in midfield, and two kind of two number tens, so to speak, um, behind. And Perez, realistically, he was almost playing like like the sort of what the Spanish and, and Barcelona would have called the false nine. Like he was never really as a target man. So it kind of left us where it was like, do you get the fullbacks to come in? The drop another midfielder into the area, you know, so it was it was difficult to kind of know exactly what to do with that, but they sort of took ten or fifteen minutes and and they they managed it well in the end, which you know was good and um, good to see. And sort of once we kind of got the grips with that, we were able to impose ourselves on the game again and uh, sort of got the got the goal, which um which put us ahead. And then Leicester were kind of you know throwing throwing everything at us and. Obviously, then we got the breakaway, which which was um, which was great. So the final point then I want to make, and it's not necessarily on today's game, um, but I think it's more just a message to the the, the Leeds fans. And uh, I think what we need to do now, we've got twenty nine points from twenty games, and yes, we're not mathematically safe, but I think it's now time for Leeds to look up and not look down. We're sitting in the league table at the minute. We're 15 points now. There's matches, still matches to be played this weekend. I appreciate that. Um, but I'm sitting, I'm recording here and West Ham and Liverpool matches on at the minute. So, you know, the, the tables can change and stuff and, and they will change, obviously, with every game that's played. But 29 points from 20 games. We're currently sitting 15 points clear of 18th. We're also 15 points behind Man City on top. So you're looking at it and like straight away we're always talking about the relegation places and we're not looking up. We're not going to win the league. They, you know, that's a given. We're not going to win the league. We're not looking realistically at Man City. But I do think there there is a there is a, a reason to be to be looking a wee bit higher. Um obviously like we're sitting here, so yeah, we're fifteen behind City in first. Um we're eight behind Liverpool in fourth, which is like basically half the gap of um, we're basically half the gap of what we are to to relegation. We're four behind Spurs in sixth, depending on how you know cup games go, um, and who wins cups. That could get, that could get you into Europe. That could that could be a European spot. Um, and four points, obviously, is, you know, it's not a massive amount. The only thing, one of the, probably the bigger things is there's a lot of teams in there. Um, between them, between us and and sixth, you know, obviously we're twelfth, so there's like five or six teams there. Um, and then obviously we're two points behind Arsenal on tenth. I think realistically, I know like the priorities finish higher than seventh, finish higher than eighteenth. You know, get seventeenth wrapped up and and be be happy. 
But I think realistically, we could honestly be looking at finishing ninth or tenth this season. I don't see any reason. I think real if we finish tenth, and I think ninth's a possibility. Um, I think tenth would be absolutely brilliant. Um, there is kind of newly promoted team, and you know because we've been out of the league so long, there is kind of the the sort of let's just let's just take it one step at a time. Let's just stay up. But you know the team are doing well. Twenty nine points from twenty games is brilliant. You know, and we're playing good football. It's enjoyable football. Realistically, you're kind of looking at the teams above us, and like I don't look at Southampton or Aston Villa and think, no, they're better than us. You know, I'm not. I'm not not convinced at all that those clubs are particularly better than us. So I would be looking at them and thinking there's a realistic chance that we could be reining them in. And if we could rein those two in, I think there's a you know that would take us into the top ten. And I also even think that Everton um could be a club that we could we could push um to maybe finish ninth. Um just more from a point of we've we've already beat Everton once this season and we're due to play them again on uh Wednesday night here and if we win that game we'd be one point behind them you know so you're looking at it and thinking like Everton are probably looking up and thinking you know the quality of player that they have the quality of the manager that they have um, you know they're probably thinking that outside of Europe would be a disappointment they lost you know they lost 2-0 at home to Newcastle yesterday so you know how do they respond to that they're, they're not a club that's necessarily used to being up or in around the top end of the table um, so I just look at them and think that there, there's a possibility there I do think Southampton, Villa and Everton are teams that we could be looking up at um, and thinking you know we could maybe catch them instead of just constantly looking down 15 points clear of the relegation zone I don't think 29 points like I think if we went 18 in a row and lost all 18 games I think we could be probably in danger you know but Let's, let's be looking at it in, in a bit more positively. Like even myself, I, I was talking the other day and I said Leicester, um, the next three games I was looking at and it was Leicester, it was Everton and it was Crystal Palace. And I was looking at the time and I thought it was going to be three games in six days, but obviously the, the Palace game now has been changed to Monday, so it's three and eight. Um, but I was looking at those games and thinking four points would be a good return. We've got three so far. So, you know, now I'm thinking maybe seven. You know, maybe drop, maybe you might. Why, why, why not even nine? Maybe I don't know. You know, could, should we fear Everton? I don't think we should. Um, and I feel like we got revenge in Leicester today for for they turned us over at Elland Road, and then we've got um, Crystal Palace. They turned us over at Selhurst Park, beat us four one. Obviously, that on the day there was the disgraceful decision they they offside against Patrick Bumford. Um, but you know, we'll um, we'll worry ourselves about that. Um, you know, it's some, some other point, but I think that that they're a team you know that we could definitely beat. Um, but yeah, it's you know when when those next two games and so that you know maybe you might even be in the top half of the league then. So um, but no, definitely hundred percent. Let's start to look up. Let's not look down. Let's not worry about what the teams below us are doing. Let's just keep trying to get points on the board for us and uh, work our way up the table. So that's all that I'm going to say for today. Um, hopefully um, you've realised from, from what I've said um, that I actually am delighted, absolutely delighted with the win today. Um, 
I thought we were thought we were brilliant. Um, thought the team was really really good. Um, solid, and it kind of I I'm can be a wee bit pessimistic sometimes. And I was watching the game and I was thinking, like my biggest issue was, I was almost annoyed that. We were like playing so well and thinking, you know, I'm going to be so cross whenever we end up losing this two one or something, you know. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, I can I can uh, trust more in uh, what Bales is doing and what the team's doing. But but so far, twenty nine points from twenty games, we're sitting twelfth, fifteen clear of eighteenth. Let's be happy with that. Let's be absolutely delighted. But that's want more let's let's look forward and uh you know push for push for those couple of extra higher places in the premier league and uh get to the summer on a high and look to build even more so like i say that's all i'm that's all i'm going to do now um but i will be back i've got a show lined up on tuesday night with a couple of guys um i think it is debbie james and is it Sean? I think I think Sean. Um, I don't know. And then I think I've got um, JK on um, after the Everton game. So yeah, so there'll be another couple of shows this week, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, more calls for celebration and uh, another reason to, to get together and uh, be positive about the future of Leeds United. So thanks to everybody that's watching. Um, if anybody has any questions they want to ask um, ahead of any of the other shows. Feel free to do so and uh, send me send me messages however you're watching this, be it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, however, and uh, let me know. Let me know what you you want to ask or or what you what you think of um, the season so far. So thanks everybody for listening and watching, and uh, we'll be back again soon. Marching on together. <laughs>